Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes and what a week for sports. The NFL had another amazing weekend slate of football, Dan Connolly 2.0, failure for the Patriots and the Giants with an amazing comeback and then Denver having their Hail Mary prayer answered just to not get two-point conversion. Baseball, it's just Atlanta Braves being better than everyone else for the next four years, and basketball is finally creeping around the corner. And as always, I'm here with Meek Man Liam Meekum. What's going on, guys? And Rose Pierre Rob Kelly. In here with a lot of energy today. I'm very excited. What's up? All right, well, that sounded... That did not sound like energy. <laughs> it was Ben who was bringing the energy. Oh, Ben's bringing the energy? Yeah, Yeah, no, he came in saying hello like it's 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, you do have a problem with me at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's, okay, we're moving on immediately from that. Okay, just for, for everyone to understand here, at 6 a.m., I have a tendency to be up and ready to go, but Rob and Liam have a tendency to be up and not ready for anything and hate the world. And so they're up drinking their coffee, and then I'm just like... You're just so Whoa. chipper. I don't, I don't understand it. You know the song from The Oklahoma? sun's barely up. But but he, I don't I don't get how you can just have a smile on your face. You know the song from Oklahoma that is saying, um, uh, "Oh what a beautiful morning!" in that song, and then there's just you two just like, shut up, <laughs> just, and then you don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen. I'm too excited. It's a new day. He's. I, I didn't want the want, night to end. I wanted to be asleep. I just want to punch him in the head so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right to the top stories. As stated before, the NFL had another amazing weekend with so many close games. Some of them got to be lucky to go 2-0, some are 1-1, and some have even fallen to 0-2. So my question for you guys is, which 2-0 team is the biggest pretender, and which 0-2 team is going to make the playoffs even after their struggles from the start? I'm going to lead off on this question, because I have ranked the 2-0 teams and the 0-2 teams in the NFL. So which one should I start with, the 0-2 or the 2-0? Let's go uh, Let's go worst first. Worst first? So these are my ranked from the best team to worst team, but I'll go backwards. I'll go from the worst 0-2 team, like the team that's the worst, and go all the way up to the most likely to make like the postseason. It. So the worst team, my number nine of the 0-2 teams, in ninth place is the Cardinals. They're the worst. Number eight is the Texans. I think they're a dumpster fire besides C.J. Stroud, but... That's straightforward. Number seven is the Bears. They're also a dumpster fire, besides not their quarterback. <laughs> besides, they're a dumpster fire. Anyways, so their quarterback name. They just have more talent. No, it's Justin Fields, but they just have more talent. I certainly didn't. They they have more talent. They're just they're just the worst. Uh, I think they're the most likely to be the fallen off team in the league soon. Number six is the Panthers. I think they have a lot of upside, but I think they're just not there yet. Number five is the Broncos. This is where I start to hit teams that I think could make the playoffs still. There's the Broncos at five. I think that they're just too much of a hot mess. Number four is the Vikings. Their offensive lines and their defensive struggles will hold them back forever. Number three is the Patriots. I think they're just one tick away from being a winning team. I just don't think they have enough. to. I don't think that tick will come in time. Number two is the Chargers. I think that Justin Herbert has MVP potential, so that's the reason I picked the Chargers. And number one is obviously the Bengals. They've been there before. They've stood there in this position before. I think they'll be just fine. So, what do you guys think about the O's? So, I think you're right. Bengals, Chargers, they're in a tier of their own. They're fine. There's, mm-hmm. It's a rough start. They'll figure it out. I think the Bengals will figure it out at QB. Uh, I actually 
have been saying since I saw the Bengals game, I think they should bench Joe Burrow next week. He has been playing well. He's injured. Sit him a week. What do you have that's going to be good coming from this game? Should be playing the Rams, I think, next week. Um, what it's is a gonna, prime time game. What is going to come from it if he just gets hurt again? He's he out for season. There's no postseason. He hasn't even been playing well. So what are we doing? We're keeping him in there to play mediocre football? And they're not winning the division. The Ravens got that locked uh, up. That's besides the point. I'm talking about in the best interest of the Bengals, you sit Joe Burrow this week. You have to. Um, but anyways, the Chargers, I think they have a lot of talent. They do this to us every year where they have so much talent and then just disappoint because they play this analytics brand of football. Uh, but I think overall they'll be okay. I think they've got a decent shot still to make the postseason. Aren't they already trying to sell off Cam Akers? Or is that the Rams? That's the Rams. That's the Rams. They've been trying to sell Cam Akers for years. They've yes. never liked that guy. Um, and he's not bad. He's okay. But for he's, a second running back, he's, he's a phenomenal okay. second running back. He's okay. I'm sorry. Their colors are almost identical. So when I see them next to each other, it's just... Um, the Vikings, you're right. The secondary's terrible. The O-line's terrible. But they have Kirk. They have Justin Jefferson. They have Jordan Addison. It's a, I mean, it's a good, good roster, skill-wise at least. Um, but the trenches are just not good. And that secondary is just unimpressive aside from Harrison Smith. When the leaves turn to snow... The trenches is what matters. Trenches is what matters. Trenches is what matters. Trenches and durability. Um, I think my biggest issue with your list is I just think the Bears suck that much that they should have been bottom two instead of bottom three. Really? I just, I I love that Justin Fields has not done it. I've been saying it since day one since he came into the league. I'm sorry, but Justin Fields was so bad this week that there was a moment where there was no defender trying to charge him, his O line had nothing to do, and he still threw an interception. Yep, that's just the worst. And so the, he had zero pressure in his face. He's literally so zero. So one other thing, just to, before we move on, uh, just to continue, you know, on this Justin Field bandwagon here. Uh, did you see the? Press conferences after the game. That's what I was going to mention the too. The differences between him and Kirk. He's the he's not a leader. Either. He's not a leader. Not a leader. Because Kirk, they're zero and two. Justin Fields, they're zero and two. They're in the same terrible situation. And Kirk goes out there, and it's not his fault. But he goes out there and says, "What if I threw that perfect ball? What if I could have done something just slightly different, and I could have changed the outcome of the game? It's on me. I should have done something." And he'll go home and he'll reevaluate and he'll come out stronger the next week. Justin Fields, what did he do? He blamed the play calling. He didn't even take any responsibility for for the pick he threw at the end of that game. And it was a bad pick. It was a horrendous pick. He played like garbage all day, aside from maybe a rushing touchdown. And even that, I'm unimpressed, truthfully. I'm done with the running. I don't care. you got to be able to throw the ball in the league. I'm done with just running quarterbacks. How long and, did... and he goes out and just blames his offensive coordinator. At a certain point, you got to take responsibility. You think you just, it'll get to a point where the Bears will just say you're the running back now? No, I don't. I think there's a point where he might be the backup quarterback now, but I don't think there's a point. I don't think. I think the leadership's not there. I think it's pathetic how bad his leadership skills are. I think that he he just is not the guy. He hasn't. And by the way, fun fact: Ohio State quarterbacks that are starters. Uh, and this is including Joe Burrow because he was once an Ohio State quarterback. They're on. They're completely defeated. No Ohio State quarterback has won a game. Who we got? Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, and C.J. Stroud, I believe. Huh? I could be wrong. Is C.J. Stroud from the Ohio There's State? There's got to be more. 
Caesar Shred is from Ohio. Yeah, that's that's the Owen. Is that the only three? It's, it's Owen six. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So, There's yeah. only three Ohio State quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, that feels say, low. No, we say that, but it is about right. They're not right? in Ohio. The Ohio yeah, State doesn't breed quarterbacks. Not, it's not a quarterback. They have category. a lot of players. They, they, it's just not a lot. Of here's the other thing: they don't breed good quarterbacks. Clearly, when was the last good quarterback you remember? Besides, and Joe Burrow was not a starter, by the way. So yeah, he doesn't Joe count. Is he can't count. He can't count. No, he's an LSU guy. Oh yeah, he, you win a chip with the team. That's your team. Oh yeah. So I think it's I think it's just a, the Ohio State just doesn't produce quarterbacks, but that's another story for another day. So what do you think, Rob, about the zero and two teams? Do you agree? Besides Bears, I th- yeah no I think the Chargers and the Bengals are the you know two teams with the highest ceilings because of what we've already mentioned. They have two really good quarterbacks and decent teams built around them. It's just unlucky starts if we're being yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Chargers, because the Chargers have been unlucky. That 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 feels like pure unluck because Justin Herbert has looked the best he ever has in the first two games, yep. and they've still found a way to lose both. I would argue the Bengals aren't unlucky right now, but they are not playing up to their potential, not even close. And they played two of the better defensive teams. Agreed. Football with turn around. Absolutely, but it hasn't looked good so far. No. I just have one more thing to add. Russell Wilson's looked okay. Yes, he's. I mean, I'm. I've been pretty impressed how he's been able to turn it around. The whole Broncos team has looked okay for being zero two. Close game with the Raiders, and sure, it's just the Raiders, but you have to appreciate a close game when you see it. And the Commanders, they're two and zero. Let's not discount them. They just got the enemy, right? Yeah. They have good weapons. They have Sam Howell playing quarterback, but I mean, good D line, a decent defense. It's not a bad team. I agree. I agree, and. I think that the most likely team to turn around is obviously the Bengals, especially if Joe Burrow gets healthy. But I think the number one team that I think, let's just say everything doesn't change, like all the players stay the same, I think who's going to come out with the best records? The Chargers. If nothing, if all of the problems stay the same, I got the Chargers. And I would say if I had to throw a sleeper in there, I would say it would probably be the Broncos. Okay. So this is my 2-0 and o teams ranked, and I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go to the number one 2-0 and o teams. Like, those teams are good. And then I'm going to get myself towards the biggest pretender. The, now, of course, number one, in my opinion, is the best team in football, is the San Francisco 49ers. They are not pretenders. Nope. <laughs> At all. Number two, sorry, Liam, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Jeez, Zum Crow. They re- look really good. They are balling. Granted, they've played two New York teams. And but, we've gone... On and on on this show about how bad New York sports is. But let me tell you this. Yes, we have. What made me believe in Dallas a little bit, how they pieced that defense. Without without the Jets defense, who is the probably the best defense in football. One of them. If not well, nine top top but... yeah, top top three. Yeah. Pieced them. Like without Brandon Cooks. Yep. Without a second option, pieced them. That is concerning. Oh yeah, they look scary. For the other team. They look scary. Number three, I have the Dolphins. I think the win against the Patriots is kind of telling to why this Dolphins team I think is going to be better than last year is because against a Belichick team that always does, I'm going to take away what you do best. You have to win another way. They really did win another way. So number four, I have the Eagles, even though I feel like it was a Mickey Mouse run uh, so far. Mickey Mouse run, by the way, means it's a miracle. Can't Uh, deny the talent on the roster. Yeah, it was a cartoon type run, but they're, they're too good. They have some. They're a full team, but I think that they're the least convincing of these. Of the, less convincing of the top three. Number five, I have the Ravens. Uh, I think that's, that's about a, time. I think that they have. I think, 
think he's doing it right. I think yeah. he's killing it right now. I think that they have what it takes to win the AFC North, but I feel like they are a team that is just not trustworthy to do to last 17 games. So that's why I put them down there. I was going back and forth with them. And actually. now we have the NFC South. And yeah. then we have, yes, actually, wow. <laughs> so my number six team is the Saints. I think they have a lot of talent. I think that they're in a really rough position because I think that they have a tremendous team there. I just think that they don't have the chemistry. But starting, lost me here. But I think that starting 2-0 and is really nice. Seven, I have the Falcons. I think that they have two... Ooh. You definitely lost me. Yeah, I think they have two really good running backs. I think they have a good quarterback. I think he's developing very well. I think they have a great coach. I think this team has what it takes, and they also have a lot of grit. That was an amazing comeback against the Packers last week. It was. So I think that they have the fight, and that's a big thing to me. I think having the fight in the second half is a huge, like, that's brownie points to me. Number eight, I have the Commanders, and I really just say, Eric Bieniemy. how that man does not have a head coaching job has got to be his own decision after this season. My goodness, he put on a clinic against the Denver Broncos after that first quarter. Unbelievable. He is the best offensive coordinator probably in the league by a lot. I think it's incredible what he's doing. Number nine out of the Bucks. Now, Baker is cooking. He is cooking. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, great wide receiving core, solid defense. My problem is, is actually kind of Baker Mayfield. I don't trust he can do that for 17 games. And don't get me wrong, I could wind up being completely wrong, but facts have shown over history that Baker has consistently not been good for a 17-game stretch. So we've seen Baker throughout his entire career pretty much go through one consistent cycle. He plays well, people gas him up. He then plays terrible, and people doubt him. And then he says, I'm going to go silence those haters, and plays well. And the cycle starts over and over and over again, and therein we have the Baker Mayfield cycle. We are in... Silence the haters. The silence the haters part. But I'm going to fall right back in the trap. I like him. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to be a good quarterback here, man. I'm excited about Baker Mayfield. He is slinging it. Mike Evans looks like his type of receiver. Big-bodied guy goes up for the ball and goes and gets it, man. It's a fun offense to watch. And it's a good defense and a good O-line. I like the Bucks, man. I would put them right up there uh, below the Commanders, above the Saints. Falcons are the worst 0-2 team, or 2-0 team. I don't disagree. I think the bottom four are subject to change literally by next week. And I, I change even, them all. I'm even close to putting them above the Commanders. I, I don't know. I just I get this gut feeling where I, I think the Bucks have talent. So the thing about Baker Mayfield is I feel like just watch from watching it, it's the first time a team has actually trusted him with the ball. It's not saying you're a starting quarterback and we're giving you the ball. It's you're a starting quarterback and we're trusting you with the ball. And here, go out, make your plays. Think about this too. When's the last time he really had time to learn a playbook? Cleveland. 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 He's played for three teams since then. Yeah. This is fourth. Carolina was rough for him. And then he went over to the Rams. Actually, the had a Rams, great game. Rams hey, had one good game, but it was bad. And I mean... We're finally seeing a Baker Mayfield that maybe left a toxic system in Cleveland. Look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson used to be good. He sucks now. Maybe there's something in Cleveland. Maybe there's something in the water. Can you hear me out on this take, though? I think that Baker Mayfield is kind of, in a way, reminds me a lot, and I know everyone, and I do love him myself. He reminds me a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where Ryan Fitzpatrick will go to a new team, ball out, be phenomenal. 
places like remember Buccaneers Ryan Fitzpatrick, where he was doing the in the Deshaun Jackson coat, plays super well, and then just plays terrible. And they trade him or move him around. He goes to another team and starts playing unbelievable. So I think he is very much similar to a Ryan Fitzpatrick in that regard. So that's why I can't quite trust it. It could not happen next week. He could ball out again. Could wait till week six. But there's going to be a point where this team full-on collapses, I think. So I don't hate that comparison. Um, but where you're kind of not getting me here is I was a big Ryan Fitzpatrick guy. <laughs> I thought he had the talent to start on a lot of those teams. And if not, he was the best backup in the league. Um, especially, remember what he did on the Jets? I thought he had the talent to be the Jets' starting quarterback. Um, and a couple of, a couple of other spots, too. I thought he was good with... Tennessee? No, sorry. The Bucks, who I'm talking about. He was okay with Tennessee. Um, he didn't really have a shot in Texas. But, no. I mean, he was a good quarterback. And I think Baker has had a worse hand dealt to him than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm definitely excited about this season. I do agree that he definitely had a worse hand dealt to him, but I do I did want to iterate that he had his best stint in my opinion with the Jets, but as I said, he starts out well. I think his best season was 2015 with the Jets. He had 2 years with the Jets. His first year phenomenal, 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. That's pretty good. Almost 4,000 yards. But then the next season, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That is horrendous. Yeah. So that's what he does. And that's, I know, the, but the difference with uh, Fitzpatrick is more like longevity wise. Like he will take longer for this to happen. Baker's kind of shown, I know, it's been, it's been a lot less of a hand we're dealt here, but I think it's been a little quicker. So, but for my own opinion, I think that it will probably end, but I'm, I'm not rooting for that. That's just my gut feeling. And you got to think about this too. Fitzpatrick had rosters. Baker Mayfield has pretty much never had a roster. I feel like he had Odell Beckham Maybe and Jarvis in Landry. Maybe in Cleveland. Odell and Jarvis Landry. But again, we're talking about Cleveland, man. That's fair. Cleveland does suck at it. It's the Browns. The Cleveland. Does Everyone suck. sucks on the Browns. They can never get anything going. Except Nick Chubb. R.I.P. R.I.P. I mean, you got to feel for those fantasy owners. Unbelievable. Oh, man. Uh, just to put some reference here, he almost traded for him an hour before I the game. I almost sent the farm over for Nick Chubb. <laughs> Poor. So, shout out my stepfather. That is rough. But anyway, Rob, what do you think is the biggest pretender? The biggest pretender? Of the 2-0 teams. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't really listening all that much. I'm going to say the Cowboys, if I'm being honest, uh, just because the Cowboys are just going to pull Cowboys and start losing. He picked a random team again. No, no I actually didn't. That. I think Micah Parsons and their defense will hold them for as long as they can, but Dak Prescott will not be able to finish out the season as strong as he's starting. Accident waiting to happen, you think? It could be. We've seen two weeks of good Cowboys football. We've seen years of... Of Cowboys choking football. We've seen Fair. years of Dak Prescott looking good the first couple weeks and then slowly fading They've as the season continues. They've never this good. No, no. Even Zeke's, what was that, his rookie year that they went crazy? Yes. Yeah. Zeke and him rookie year, they still didn't look this good. They look crazy good. Who's who's running a route against those two corners? 
Who's covering those two receivers? Who on earth is going to guard Tony Pollard after worrying about so much about those two receivers? There's no way. There's no way. And then they have a solid offense. They're, sorry, the Dallas Cowboys, they're scary. Remember when we were all doubting them? My goodness gracious. Um, but speaking of accident waiting to happen, you could say the same thing about the Ravens or the Dolphins. They could, they could, they could implode at any time. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so and I say talking... one random team, and you guys just tag team up on me. No. talking about the Baltimore Ravens, thinking they're just going to implode. Rob, are the Ravens not the most unfortunate injury-riddled team that has ever existed? They can't go one season without major injuries to their quarterback too. To Everyone. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Nothing has happened to Lamar yet this year. I think he's. You better knock on some wood, dude. I think you're the one who brought it up. You knock. I do like him, so yeah. Come on, don't, don't, don't be bringing that bad juju here. We're two and zero. I'm liking this. I want good. So far, all that's gone is Gus Edwards. Like, I think. Come on, please. Lamar Jackson (laughs) is questionable. No, he's not. He's questionable. Already, officially questionable. It's his non-throwing hand. Oh, that uh, that I know. He just hit that real hard. Mark Andrews quadriceps. That was the same issue before this week. <laughs> it's a problem. I mean, this though. is what we're talking this about. This is a problem. There is a there is something wrong with the training staff in Baltimore. Well, I have no control over that. I didn't. Say I didn't you say did. you did. I didn't think you had to solve the problem. I didn't think problem. you had to jump on a call with them. <laughs> Excuse Maybe me. I should. Excuse Maybe you should. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Stop getting hurt. You're it's, right. <laughs> it sucks because it's such a fun team to watch. Now, most of the time, it's just stuff that happens on the field, which sucks. Yeah. It's like, there's because there's really so many athletes. And athletes get hurt at a much higher clip than football players. That's well, they're, they're They're all football players. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're trying to when say, you... but they're all being paid by professional football teams. They're all football players. All right. Let's not get technical here. I'm, you you, know you're the I'm one saying. who was trying to get technical. That's not true at all. You're the one who calls them athletes and not football players. They're on the football field, are they not? Very true. Very true. Okay. But we're talking about pure athletes who became football players versus people that are not generally born athletic or not gifted with insane athleticism and just played football their entire lives. There's a clear difference between those two. Lamar Jackson was given an unreal amount of athleticism. Odell Beckham, athlete. Mm-hmm. We're talking about these, at, like, Mark Andrews at the tight end position, athlete. There's athletes all over your offensive and defensive positions. I don't mean to debunk you on that, but I think that if you were going to say that Mark Andrews is an athlete, I think he's more of a football player than he is an athlete in that regard. Of, of your questioning and your model that you made, Mark Andrews is built like a football player, not an athlete. Okay. But you, you I, I agree with everyone else. You understand what I'm saying? The running it's backs, the, the wide receivers. The running backs, the wide receivers. We could go one by one and, and go down the list, but there are a, an absurd amount of athletes on that team. Can I say at least Patrick Ricard is a football player? Ricard, but yeah. That's what I said. Sure. I don't know too much about Patrick Ricard. Oh. I know he weighs about 250 pounds and looks like a bowling ball, and it was really fun Just to watch when he's straight. on the field. If you guys want to let us know. Who you think is right, of course, you can message us at Dear Hollow Heroes on social media. Let us know who you think is right, Rob or Liam. They're all going to say I'm right. Please vote Rob now. It's because both of your parents listen and only one of mine. Hey, don't, don't waste our viewers' time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this blatant stubbornness. Unbelievable. All right. We're going to move on, though. 
Well, actually, I'm going to end this real quick with, I think the most safe answer here for who is the biggest pretender is the Falcons. I feel like it's the safest answer. Well, uh, yeah, we all can say yeah, it's yeah, the Falcons. Safest. Yeah, everyone can say the Falcons. Anyway, the Atlanta Braves, Los Angeles Dodgers, Baltimore Orioles, and the Tampa Bay Rays have all clinched the MLB postseason. Yay! To nobody's surprise. How will the rest of the postseason picture shape for both the NL and the AL? What do you guys think? Do you guys want to have me go first again, or what do you think? I actually have some thoughts on this one. I'd like to, you know. Okay, go for it. So, the Atlanta Braves have recently just lost four straight. And so have the Chicago Cubs. Because that's baseball, Susan. Teams that are in the playoff race, or even who have clinched it, can still lose. Which is the best part about baseball. Now, the Chicago Cubs, not making the postseason. I thought they were going to. But I, at this point, it they seem like a lost cause. I think they're in right now, though. Oh, they might be in right now. I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, where are they? Yes, they are tied with Miami with a five-game losing streak. You can't be this late in the season and have a five-game losing streak. Momentum means a lot in baseball. Just starting in the NL, there are three teams not in the wild card two games out. You have the Reds, the Giants, and Miami all right there knocking on the door. And Arizona's not that far, you know, they're not already, uh, they haven't clinched the spot. Yeah, only a half game up. I think for the NL, I think Milwaukee's going to clinch the Central just because the competition's not that fierce. I don't even know if they already have yet. No, they haven't. They're pretty close. I think by the end of the week they will. I think it's going to shape out to be Philly, Arizona, and either Cincinnati or San Francisco. You don't think Miami has a shot either? I think Miami is going to put up the biggest fight. I just think San Francisco or Cincinnati will just end up winning. Uh, I just don't trust Miami's starting pitching depth. I would would like to see uh, Cincinnati. I want to see what Ellie De La Cruz can can do in the playoffs. Oh, that'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. But if not, I would like to see Miami. I don't think there are many... Like, the thing with the... NL is all of the teams that were going to be the big question teams of the playoffs are either already in it or already eliminated. It's it's the fringe teams that no one really saw coming, like the Cubs, Miami, and Cincinnati. No one saw either the, any of those teams actually making a playoff push, especially this deep into the season. I mean, they... Uh, I... I don't know exactly how the Cubs did, but Miami sucked last year and Cincinnati sucked last year. Oh, Chicago was not good. They were either. bought on the barrel. Yes. Yeah, middle of the barrel. And San Francisco was okay. San Diego was okay, but I mean... Well, San Francisco only two years ago had the best record in baseball. Best record in baseball, yeah. So they're, they have the best manager in all of baseball. and But their teams never really record. jump out, of the, like out on paper at me. No. They never really... They, they don't stun me. Kind of like what you were saying earlier about football players and athletes. The San Francisco Giants are just a lot of ball players. Yeah. Just a lot of player people who play ball. Now, if you go to the American League, I don't know if Ben has any input here. I... So my National League that I have right now is, of course, obviously Atlanta is the first seed, Dodgers is the second seed, and Milwaukee is the third seed. But my wild card, I have at the first wild card spot, Philly. That's pretty easy. But the second wild card spot, I have the Cincinnati Reds. And the reason why, I think they have the easiest schedule. And I think they have the easiest schedule going through the rest of the season. I think I could tell you guys right now who they are. But I think they have it the best. And then my last playoff team is the Cubs. Because I think Miami has the hardest schedule going through here. And I think Arizona has it even worse. 
So I think that off of strength of schedule, off of the teams getting it right, now don't get me wrong, Chicago Cubs are in a bad spot. But I think Chicago will turn it around, have an easy schedule, get some good a good series here, get the confidence, get it going, just kind of finish out strong, get the wild card spot, while Arizona and Miami struggle to even win series as they go to the end stretch. So that's I have Philly, Cincy, and Chicago as the three wild card teams. But going on to the AL, Rob, if you want to lead us off there. All right. AL, as it stands now, you have Baltimore, Houston, and Minnesota Twins, all with their respective divisions in their leads. Uh, but the only two that have officially clinched so far are Baltimore and Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is clinched via wild card, and they can still win the division. I was going to say, so no division has been clinched. No division has yet been clinched, which is phenomenal for baseball. Agreed. Even the West, uh, Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners are all at most, two and a half games back. What I love is Texas could lose a game and be out of the playoffs, and they could win a game and be winning their division. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's entertaining. It, it, it's a tough fight. Now, it is only a tough fight for that one last wild card spot, realistically, because it's between Texas and Seattle. Because the other teams in the spot, so in the wild card, it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, Texas. That's who's there right now. I don't think Toronto's going anywhere. They've just been hot. They have the best starting five in baseball just because they've been healthy and the same starting five all season long. Pitching or hitting? Pitching. Okay. Well, obviously there's a key injury hitting. Yeah, but I was going to say, if he said best starting five in hitting, even with the key injuries, even with the key injuries, it would be like, oh my God, dude. No way. No way. What key injury are you talking about? Boba Shet. Boba Shet's back. Boba Shet's back. Been back for like a week and a half. He went on IL again, didn't he? Not no, since I last saw. No. no. By the way, even with him, they're not the best starting five hitting. But I, I, I didn't say they were. I was okay, talking good. about their okay, pitching good. rotation. Pitching? Okay. Their, their pitching rotation has been solid and healthy the entire year. That's what's got them this far. They got blessed that uh, they recovered after Manoa. Yeah, because they Manoa was their young guy coming up to replace one of the older guys, but the older guys still performed. And Manoa did not. It's really just going to be which of these West teams will hold on. And I think it will be a dogfight to see who will win the West and then just make the playoffs. I think, personally, it's going to be Houston and Seattle. I just don't think Texas has it in them. They just got back with Dolores Garcia and their rookie third baseman, Josh Young. But their bullpen has blown more games than any other team in baseball. They are bad in relief pitching. Like, really bad. And then they got the least clutch uh, bullpen closer at the trade deadline in Aroldis Chapman, who's who's been blowing World Series since 2017. Not the guy you want to get when you're making a playoff push, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Fine, he won a ring with the Cubs, and then since then has been Dog water in the playoffs. You know, you know how that uh, inning uh, went. Rogers esque. Yeah, yeah. You, you know how that inning went in his uh, closeout inning against the Cleveland Indians at the time when he was on the Cubs for that World Series. You know how that inning ended. It was a two run home run to tie the game. It went into extras because of Aroldis Chapman. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, so he's never been great in the playoffs, and I don't know why they got him anyway. But I think Seattle. Just because they made the miracle push last year and their pitching has also been really, their starting pitching has also been really good down the stretch so far. So I 
I just see my final list is Baltimore, Houston, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Seattle. Well, I have obviously Baltimore winning the division and Tampa Bay taking the first wild card spot. Obviously, you can't say obviously. They're separated. Obviously. They're separated by half a game, not and even a full game. I know, but Baltimore. But Baltimore's think, a better team. Baltimore's a better team. I think they're more motive. I think they're not more motivated. That doesn't matter. But I think they're more. I mean, the more motivated matters, but I think both teams are equally motivated. Yeah, as I was gonna say, motivation doesn't really matter in this situation. Yeah. I'm meaning more like, I think they're more. I think there's more. They have the it more than Tampa does. Okay. You know what I mean? The, the motivation. That, that indescribable, very <laughs> They got that uh, dog in them. They got the dog in them. Is that what you were saying? They got that dog in them. So I got Baltimore taking the first seed. I got Houston taking the second seed. And I got Minnesota taking the third seed. I think Houston's just too established to lose that division. I think they, when they need the win, they're going to get the win. So they'll do whatever it takes to like win the important games to get that division. For the wild card, I have Tampa Bay getting the first slot. I don't even think it's... It's not even a close race for that first spot in the wild card. Second wild card, I actually have Texas. And the reason being is I think that they're going to do a lot of head-to-head matchups with Seattle down the stretch. And I think they're going to win them. And I think they're going to win them pretty convincingly. And I see Toronto facing the Yankees in a plethora of games. And I think they're going to split a lot with the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees are going to make a playoff push anymore because I think it's over. But... I mean, they're going to play a lot of really tough games against the Yankees. I think they have another tough series. I forgot which one, but Toronto doesn't have it easy. I could see Toronto easily taking that second spot, but I could, but I feel like they're going to have a rough end with the, their schedule, and I think they're going to take the third wild card spot. And I think Seattle will lose that series to Texas, giving them the second wild card spot. That's my AL. Cool. You fully agree, Liam? I, I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. But I feel like n- neither of us are going to be wrong in this situation. It, it could be, go either way. But one of us will have to be. One of us will have to be. I'm going to be right. You and I kind of. Ho- you and I kind of wish though. I kind of wish. I know it's not allowed, but to watch just Seattle and Texas do like a one a one playoff game, just the best of one. They have six games left. This is going to be their playoffs. I know it's, it's going to be so good. I've never thought I would want to watch Texas and Seattle play each other in the regular season. But the, this division has made me want to watch that match. I know. You'd think you'd just watch it because it's the only thing on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You turn on MLB Network and they're like, we're watching this game today. I was like, all right, all right fine. I guess this is and what now, I'm stuck does, with. Who does Houston play to close out the season? Anybody know? No, it doesn't matter. They're Houston. They're going to win the division. That's, a, that's my thing. I, don't, I think that it doesn't matter who they play because it's most likely a West I can team. check for you. Give me I one would second. And I, I would just love to know if there's a shot here. The Houston. They're playing the Orioles. Yes, they are, and they've been losing to the Royals all season long. So, but then they got the Royals. Oh, they got the Royals. The Royals. Right. Then they got the Mariners. Then the D-backs. I I think they could win both those series there. D-backs are a playoff team. They could do something. Mariners could do something. The Royals are going to get smoked. I think when it comes to clutch time, I think the, they'll handle the Mariners. I think the Royals are going to be an easy sweep, but especially when they need it. But they only, I mean, Texas two out of needs three. to steal one game. Seattle needs to steal two games to hop up and win that division. Yeah, but the, Seattle has to face Houston and Texas, who are fighting for playoff spots. Seattle's going to get drained in that bullpen. Yeah, you're right. They're going to be drained. That is going to take Seattle a has the toughest road. And don't and get me they're, wrong. And they're the team out of the playoffs right now. Exactly. So, and the D-backs? Yeah. The D-backs are going to fight hard, but I just don't think they have it against Houston. I mean, Houston. Toronto doesn't have an easy schedule either. 
Toronto doesn't. But I think that they have the ability to stay just because the West teams are all fighting each other. True. So the West teams, but, there's well, someone's got to lose it. The Rays, the Yankees. The Yankees are easy. All the, That's actually their whole schedule is just... The Flipping back and forth between the yeah. Rays and Yankees. Whoever made the schedule this year was very lazy for the early and end of the season. I do have to say that because it's been a lot of just flipping back and forth. It was like that in the beginning of the year as well. It was like the Yankees' first series was playing the Giants at home, and then a week later they were playing the Giants in, yeah. out in California. Yeah. It's like, come on, separate it. But, you know, I think well, that, I mean, Toronto could get bumped out of the playoffs. The Yankees, no, the Yankees have to win the rest of the season in order to not get kicked out of the playoffs. I don't think they really care. I think they still want to see their prospects play. No, exactly. But the the, the only thing is, I don't think I don't. I'm not saying the Yankees are going to win and win out. I'm saying the Yankees are going to beat Toronto and kick them out of the playoffs. Right. And the Rays still want to win I the think, division. I think no, that is but something I think, I think Texas That's absolutely. I think Seattle plays too many of their own division rivals that that that'll be the biggest factor and not Toronto. No, I, I, I 100% am with Rob on this. Don't get me wrong. I think Toronto is going to be pushed to the limit, and that's why I think they're going to get the third spot. But Seattle is going to be pushed out of the playoffs for this reason. They do not stop playing playoff teams. They don't get a break. And they play really in-the-mix playoff teams. Neither does for Toronto. The... Yankees are not a Yankees playoff, are not a playoff but, team. But I mean, close. And no. the Yankees are not an easy team. And to go, to yes, get, they are. To, right now... They beat us seven to one today. Yeah, for the for yes. the this is the problem that the Yankees have. They cannot face a good starter, and that's all Toronto has. They have good starters. So as a Yankee fan, I gotta say, our kryptonite Toronto has. Now don't get me wrong, I think the Yankees are gonna play some good games, get them down to the third wild card spot, but I don't think that whatever the Yankees and Rays do to them will be enough. Actually, I think Toronto will put the Rays out of the contestant, uh, out of the contest for the division. Do you think so? Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I I always thought the Rays were not as good as the the Orioles. Oh, the Rays! I have potential to not even get through the divisional round. I, I've been saying this since week two in the season when the Rays were hot. The Rays are not that good. I think they might not get out of a wild card if they play it. I've been saying the Orioles have gonna been. Getting goods for the past two and a half years. You have all called me that. crazy. So and that's a good transition to. I gotta say, I gotta say the craziest take Rob's ever said that has panned out is he said that the it, Orioles will win. It hasn't the, panned out yet. That yeah. Okay, fair. But he has not panned out yet. But he has the Orioles becoming a good team this year, which is step one. He has all of those young guns that on that Orioles roster being amazing. He's got two. Now it's down to this. He has the Orioles winning a chip. You said in the safe bet, you said before 2026. But your exact bet is 2024. And he said this for the real fans. This is when we were broadcasting at Montclair. I I said this two years ago. This was two years ago when Dear Hollow Heroes first started and we were strictly a radio show. Mm -hmm. This was one of Rob's first takes and it's getting scary. It's looking like it might hit because the Orioles are real good. You know how I said San Francisco players no ball? I know ball. I know I know I know organizational ball. I know the Orioles are going to be good. Uh, you want to ask you were leading up to a question. Ask your question first. I'm already answering your go, question. Go, go, go. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Orioles have the best prospects and the best pipeline in all of baseball hands 
down. Players are coming up and raking immediately. For them, there is no difference between uh, single A, double A, triple A, and major leagues. I think it was four of the prospects they've called up this year. Now they've called up about 20 in total. But four of their first major league hits of these prospects were home runs. And that is a massive feat all of in itself. But these players have been playing phenomenal as rookies like they've been there. They're playing like they've been in the league and they know what they're doing. And I think something that's helping them is that they're playing with a lot of their teammates that they've played with for years. You know, these aren't new guys that they're coming up and meeting. You sure for some of them it is, but you know, they're Adley Rushman, their young catcher, and Gunnar Henderson, who's gonna stick it either at shortstop or third base, one of the two. Those two have been teammates their entire careers through the Baltimore organization. They're essentially best buds and they're playing together and they wanna win together. And they the the only thing that Baltimore is really missing is pitching depth. And they have good pitching, it's really just the depth that they lack. Now, do they still have, in your opinion, do they still have good prospects coming through the ranks that can help them next year? They have the number one prospect Prospects. in all of baseball in Jackson Holiday. The short, they want him to be shortstop so they can have Gunner at third. So do you think he'll be game ready next year to help them win the championship in 2024? Yes, because he was drafted last year and he is already in AAA this year. And to be drafted, you start in low A, then you go to high A, then you go to double A, then you go to triple A, then you go to the majors. For most ballplayers, from low A to triple A is four years. He's done it in one. And he has looked better than everyone else in that division or in in those leagues since then. It is honestly ridiculous how good he has been. He's the starting shortstop opening day next year. It, It is easily predictable. I think the only reason they haven't called him up this year is because they were planning to call him up next year and we just don't want to rush him. Don't, Let him get a full run at it. Don't start in the postseason. That's and they've been pressure. performing so well this year. Why would they want to screw with anything? Exactly. Yeah. So here's my question, though. Baltimore is the brightest future, but Atlanta, the number one team in baseball, they have potentially the best roster, and they have it for years to come. They might have the brightest future. So here's the question. Who has the better future? Now, I'm going to name off core players on both sides, Baltimore or Atlanta. For Baltimore, they have Adley Rushman, Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, and you could even add Anthony Santander. You're leaving out Cedric Mullins, which is insane. Cedric Mullins. And then some, you could somewhat say Jorge Mateo, maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. no. Okay, so they're I'm pitching. Sorry, Jorge Mateo, their current shortstop, who they plan on replacing with Holiday next year. Yeah, fair. They have the best, in my opinion, the best setup closer back back to back, and two young pitchers. I mean, one is out now, but he'll be back next year. In uh, that wasn't a serious injury, was it? No, no. it was. It was. It, he might get Tommy John. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I'm not to cut in here. Did you hear about Otani? He won't pitch until 2025. Just cut it. Relax. We're not cutting it. We're going to remind you that you were. We're going to be a good clip for social. Now that you said it, it won't be. Yeah. We can cut that. No kidding. So they're they have good two. They have a best setup to closer in Felix Batista and Cano, and then they have a good starter in Bradish that's young. And they have a good starting rotation, but Bradish is young. So, with Grayson Al- Rodriguez. 
And what? Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, he's pretty. He's solid. I I don't think we've seen greatness from him, but he's solid. No, no, but he's good enough, and he's very young. Yeah, he's bottom of the half rotation that could end up being second or third. With the Braves, you have well, let's just start with the obvious: Ronald Acuna. Then you have Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Michael Harris, Sean Murphy, and you have the shortstop, Orlando Garcia, who is kind of out of nowhere. Another great shortstop for them. You have Spencer Strider and Max Fried as your pitchers. So, who, in your guys' opinion, with these cores, who do you think has a brighter future? Can, uh, if, if I may, uh, unless you would like to go no, for it. Okay, uh, the Atlanta Braves. Simple, plain, easy. They have five players who already have 30 home runs this season. Um, they have, I think it's seven who have 10, and they are all signed. It, no one in Baltimore is signed, and the owner of the Orioles has said he doesn't want to. That's the He most says he point. doesn't have the money to sign someone to a $200 million contract. A $200 million contract. That is middling for baseball. So I would have no problem saying the Orioles, but I'm going to have to agree with you because the uh, the Braves are just so guaranteed. You know what you're getting from them. You, yes. know, you obviously know what you're getting from Acuna. Barring any injuries, you know what you're getting from this team, and they're all going to be Braves. The Orioles, they could lose so many key pieces in the future. And we're talking about and mostly young guys and prospects. Yes. And we don't technically know how they're going to turn out. We can say they're all going to be great, and I'm sure they will be. But you never know when you're talking about youth, especially before they hit the league. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm definitely going Braves. I'm going Braves to the sheer fact of they have their core through 2027. So, I think... They, exactly. They have their core through 2027. Baltimore doesn't. Baltimore loses their... Uh, the prospects they called up first by 2026. So well, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they sign them. No, 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 it's not out of the realm of possibility they can still sign them. The owner might have just been talking out of his butt. Who knows? And we might have seen just a, a clip from something that he. Was oh no, no, he said it. He he straight up said it. I've. I know. I I, 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 I know it. exactly what you're talking about. But you never know the context. He might have. I don't know. Just had a. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. Who who knows? He could turn around and sign them. It's not, again, crazy. No, but it's not. But he also hasn't signed the players that have gotten them here. He hasn't signed Cedric Mullins. He, he's let Cedric, Cedric Mullins go into arbitration or just sign him to a one-year. And he's proven he's a good lefty center fielder who will stick it out there most almost in the entire year every year. Yeah, but he might be making room on the salary cap for these younger players. By not signing someone? No, no. He has like Cedric Mullins has yet to get paid. And he's been on the team the longest. That that's my concern. Well, he blew up you gotta think, he blew up at the wrong time. He blew up when the Orioles were still bad. He's been the centerpiece around the rebuild, essentially. He's yeah. been he's been the piece that they're saying we don't need a center fielder, we're keeping Cedric Mullins without signing him. We're saying, you are you are the guaranteed piece we will not get rid of. We will call up all of our prospects around you, but if they were, and we don't want to sign you. If they were truly building around him, they would have signed him by now. Speaking of signing someone, probable AL MVP Shohei Otani has been placed on the IL by the Angels, and soon after, he has cleaned out his locker. Is this a sign that the two-way 
superstar is moving his talents elsewhere? Or is he saying, and, and this is just an overreaction? He cleared out his locker before he was put on the I.L. He forced the Angels to put him on the I.L. Ooh. Which says a lot more than just him being put on the I.L. After winning, probably winning another MVP with them. He had the sur- So today is Tuesday the 19th. He has officially already had his surgery. It is done. It is complete. He is in post-op. His agent has said he will be ready to hit by 2024, and he will not pitch till 2025. Now, that's not, not that's just a guaranteed start for his pitching. He is not going back to the Angels. There is no way. The Angels tried their best to make a push this year and fell flat on their face. It was so bad. It was ridiculously bad. They said, you know what? We are going to try. We're going to trade for as many people as we can get. And then everyone was like, no, no, it's not about how many people you can trade for. It's the quality of the players. And, and, they, they, really, and they, they screwed themselves because they could have got a lot out of, deal, out of a deal for Otani. Massive, yes. And now the value has gone down a lot. And he's probably just going to leave in, in free agency without signing. Yes, that's exactly what will happen. I don't think he's going to get... I think he's going to you know, look at the offer from the Angels just because. If, you know, you send me enough or I'll look at it. It'll go in my no pile, but I'll make sure I look at it first. Yeah. I, you know, I see him signing, personally, I see him on the coasts. He's not going to middle America. Is it already time to speculate? I would love to speculate. Are we allowed to speculate, Ben? Mets or Dodgers? Who are we going with? Oh, no, no, no. I have the Baltimore Orioles winning the 2024 uh, World Series. That's That's been known. I've been saying that for years. Now, recently, with everything that's happened, I see the Angels trading away Mike Trout, Shohei Otani signing somewhere else. Trout's going to get traded to the Phillies. Otani's going to sign with the O's to solidify a starter for that rotation. true number one and a great DH. And that's your 2024 World Series matchup right now. But he's not pitching in 2024. You're right. It does not solidify the rotation that year. It doesn't solidify it that year, but it will down the road. And it's not like he's a... A great bat. He's so good. No, no, no. He's not a great bat. He's the best bat. He's been maybe. Yes, there, maybe. there. Oh, for the past three years, there has not been a consistently True. better player. True. He will give you forty-four home runs. He will bat three hundred, and he will be top three in triples. And that's just him at the plate before he can start pitching again. And them saying he can't pitch next year is them just saying. It's it's the safe bet is that he won't. And now also let's assume we're assuming here that he's going to come back from this injury perfectly healthy. He's still going to be giving you forty home runs. He's yes. still going to be leading the league in triples. I believe so. I'm, I I would like to I would like to think so. It's the same surgery that Mike Trout or not Mike Trout uh, Bryce Harper. Sorry, I was thinking Phillies. Uh, that Bryce Harper's come back from this year. He came back earlier than anticipated this year, and he's been playing like Bryce Harper plays. Yeah, and but injuries also affect people in different ways. You never can really say he's fine. Oh no! Until I, you see him play. I understand that, but there's just something special about this. Game. I have one more problem with your O's take. Yeah. The they've already had a problem. Paying the players they have. I know. How are they going to sign Otani? I was saying the same thing. This is where they start. This is where they start? This is where are they, they getting start. rid of Mullins at this point? Like, what's happening? 
up. You just got to start signing people somewhere. Just just throwing money. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. It's it's you know what it's the trend baseball is on where owners are just saying you know heck with the salary tax I'll just pay just anyone dumping money into yes. the games. Here I have two things for you. One, Rob, I agree with Liam on the take of why give all the money that you said they weren't going to give to their own players to show hey. You said, you said he wouldn't pay over $200 million for, and he's gone on record, you said, won't pay $200 million for anyone. And you say Otani's going to be the exception? I think he was bluffing so his players would hear him so they would all accept small contracts to you know, keep the band together. But he has the money. It, Baltimore is one of the better markets in baseball. He's lying through his teeth. All right. And my other second thing is Bryce Harper took forever to hit a home run after his uh, surgery. He was struggling to hit up. Now, don't get me wrong, came back too fast, in my opinion. But it did take him a while to get the power swing back. It did take him a while to get a power swing back, but he still had a swing. He was hitting singles, and he was hitting doubles, and he was getting on base. I will say that's true. I'm just saying Shohei probably won't go over 40 if the trend is like Bryce Harper's. Bryce Harper also had his surgery later. The season's still happening. Bryce Harper had his surgery as soon as the World Series ended last year. This gives Shohei... And a month extra time. True, but That's there true. is doubt. There is doubt. I have none. All right. So, we, we, you know what we don't doubt? Show he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. no one doubts that. <laughs> I got I got him. I got him going to the Mets, though. I don't think the. I think I got him going to the Mets. I think that just Uncle Steve will throw him anything he wants. Like he'll just be like, he's gonna give him a blank check. He's gonna be like, put numbers down. Twelve years, six hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Would you even want your team to give Shohei a contract like that? Yeah. Yeah? I don't think he's worth any less than 10 years, 550. And also, you got to put in this mindset. Uh, Shohei, if even you're an owner, you're, let's go on the owner's perspective. You are, you know how much they sell out? The Angels are terrible. And it's that just him. They're going to sell And tickets. sell out crowd. You are not having an empty stadium with that dude on your team. You're right. You will get every, people flock from Japan just to watch Shohei play. We're going to move on and we're going to play the first ever installment of What You Say. What You Say. Here we will read comments from our listeners and get live reactions from us. I have not told Liam or Rob what comments I've chosen, so the re- so the reactions they'll have are authentic as possible. Now, are you guys ready for the first one? Nope. Wait, wait. These are from like the comments on social media. Um, could be. Some of them are comments on social media. Some of them are texts I've received. Some of them are a bunch of things like that. Oh, okay, cool. Because I just also have the social media likes and have read those. So. Well, probably then you're gonna know the first one. Okay. The first one is a guy that we've all known since we were young. He was part of because, of course, Dear Hollow Heroes is. The name originated from a park that we always play basketball and sometimes football and sometimes baseball at. It's in Tom's River. And this was a guy that was played basketball a lot and football and baseball with us in Deer Hollow. Ryan McIntyre. Hey, shout out Mac. So Ryan says about our take last week with uh, the New York sports. He says, Zach Wilson making that Jimmy G type playoff run. The Knicks did very well considering the average age of their team is like 25. Also, Jalen Brunson is that guy. But football and baseball are definitely in the gutter right now. The Nets did trade everyone away. At, at least uh, at least they got back that young core. That might be fun. And he said the podcast is fire. <laughs> Shout out, Matt. I appreciate you. So what do you guys think? Do we agree with him on that? Uh, so let's take this one step at a time here. 
Break it into pieces for me. So his first take was Zach Wilson going to make that Jimmy G Tech playoff run. Where Don't hate it. No. He's got a good team around him, maybe barring an O-line, and he's a terrible quarterback. Got good receivers and a phenomenal defense. It looks like the 49ers. I've already said they're going to the Super Bowl, so... Yeah, you can't take that one I, back. I can't, no. I I said it with my whole chest, so I'll meet yeah. it with my whole chest. I, I like the take. I think it's a very... Yeah, I see that happening. I just think the big difference is Trent Williams. Who's going to protect him in that? That's the thing. The old line looks bad. We could see him go down just as quick as Rodgers. When for, and when, Zach Wilson's not as good looking as Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a really weird take. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Jeez, I'm crow. Uh, he said the Knicks did very well. <laughs> it's only when we're doing the show that he says that. Outside of this, he'll say the real thing. It's just so funny. The Knicks did very well considering the average age of their team is 25. Fair enough. But what I think is the real kicker here is that they lost to the eight-seeded Heat. That's the real bummer. They went to the finals. I'm not complaining that the Heat, if I lost Fair. the Heat, when they went to the finals. Fair, but it hurts to see an eight seed beat your team. I bet every East team thinks that, too. That the eight seed went to the finals. Well, every team aside from my team. Which is the eight seed Heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you just no. want to bring up the fact that the Heat beat him again. No, I just, I, I think Brunson is that guy. I think Julius Randle is horrible. And I think there's some good role players I like quickly um, but and uh, Mitchell Robinson I like there's just a couple holes on that team and they have good leadership too with D Rose yeah I know we kind of and Thibodeau sorry go ahead and I know we just kind of responded to what we said last week or uh, two weeks ago I'm trying to remember which but it's just the basketball teams weren't really the problem especially with New York Sure, the Nets kind of were because they just straight up imploded. But the Nets are rebuilding. Yeah, they they're not making any type of the, push. The Knicks, this is kind of the start of their. They've just finished building essentially, and they're saying, "Look at this shiny brand new building. We need to get some people in the door first. I don't see them going anywhere with their core. I see the Knicks making something out of it. I just you see a potential finals run. You see Jalen Brunson holding up the MVP trophy? Actually, I, I, it's not unbelievable in my opinion. Oh, no. That's crazy. I think I see it possible. I think it's crazy. I think it's not in a foreseeable future, Like, but I see five years down the line that being a... I wouldn't hate it. I like Brunson, but I just don't see it. All right. So, But he's basically cleaned it out with baseballs in the gutter right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Everything else, yeah. That's yeah, true. Indisputable. So, our next comment is from... A guy named, who's my uncle? David Ketchum. He's my uncle. He told us after the... Ketchum all. Sorry. He told us after our first episode, when we were talking, and I said, and I quote, Dallas might be the most overrated team in the league. He texted me right after that episode and said, Ben will regret that take. Well, you certainly have. (laughs) I certainly have. have. And that was a, I mean... It's a tough thing to predict that Dallas is going to be the scariest team out there right now. From the get-go. Maybe barring the 49ers. But even that, I'm questioning here and there. Because Dallas, we're so used to, you know, the all the memes, oh, this is our year, this is our year, and then choking the playoffs. We're just used to that. We're used to Dak throwing 30 interceptions. 
But now this is a whole new whole new animal. So yeah, I mean, anyone who doubted right now is not a happy camper. No. And the last comment is not directed at us. It's actually directed from a WNBA guard. <laughs> Sabrina Ionescu. She said after scoring 29 points against the Washington Mystics for the New York Liberty, she mentioned about curse of New York sports. She said, we're going to let our work do the talking. We'll be able to shut up those people on Twitter that have anything to say with what's going on with New York sports. She quotes, we've been playing the best basketball that's been played in New York City for a very long time. Whether people recognize it or not, they will in the next few years, of uh, next few weeks. I'm excited to see what they say then, unquote. Now, the bar for good basketball in New York City for the past years is very low. <laughs> it's been the Nets and the Knicks just struggling to keep afloat for years. Now, that's not to take anything away from her or her team. Uh, it's just a general observation, you know. It'd be like putting a new team in MetLife and saying they might be the best team at MetLife. It's like, well, you know, the past two haven't been the best, so here, how about a new one? I think that she's kind of right in the way of thinking, you know. We're the best uh, women's basketball team. Well, they kind of are the best women's basketball team, but I was trying to say we're the best New York basketball team right now. They have the best record. They're doing the best right now. I give them credit right now if you kind of think about it. Except for the Jets' defense, they're the best thing that's happening to New York sports right now. Yankees prospects. Yankees, well, one their best prospects hurt, for, and I think out for the whole most of the season next year, right? Problem, problem. It it just depends. It's one of it, we don't even know what kind of. Well, he did have a surgery. It just depends on the player. I'm it's more fine. confused after the answer than I was before. It's not. It's <laughs> not. It doesn't look like it should be the entire year that he's out. You know, maybe okay. before right. the so All-Star game. Yes, yeah, so we got the Jets defense. Yes, thank you. You get it now. It was a fun two weeks, Yankee fans. No, it wasn't. It was a fun... It, sorry. Uh, fun, it was a fun weekend bit. in Houston. Yeah, fun weekend in Houston. Anyway, moving on to our final story. That was the end of a What You Say, by the way. Loved it. Mm, what You Say. Good segment. Beautiful. We got to get those that, uh, that interaction up. That uh, you only man will. We need everyone's comments flooding in here. Yeah, at we need Dear Hollow Heroes. At Dear Hollow Heroes, anywhere you get your social media, yep, besides on all platforms, besides, besides Facebook, we'll get Facebook up though. We'll get Facebook. Up. Need a Facebook. Need a Facebook. Isn't it called Meta now? Next story. Um, <laughs> with the NBA season around the corner, all of the teams are gearing up for the season, but there are two players that their 2024 team is still up in the air. James Harden. And Damian Lillard, where will these two players end up in the coming weeks? So did you just see what Damian Lillard said about the Warriors? No. I think it actually just came out today. He said he would rather lose and expect to lose and consistency consistently lose than play for the Warriors. Jeez. Yep. He apparently doesn't like them. I'm still holding true. He's going to be on the Miami Heat next year. If not, he's staying in Portland. I don't see him going anywhere else. I can see... You see, there's a not many teams that I think that this scheme would fit. Besides the Heat. Dame? For No, meaning like his personality. Like the scheme, his... He's, I mean, he doesn't cause trouble. He's just to put your head down and go to work. Kind I'm of ta- talking about the franchise side. Talking about the Damian Lillard side. 
Oh, on in his opinion? Yeah, would you... Oh, yeah, no. He I'm doesn't like, want to be anywhere else. He could win a chip in Philly over James Harden, a yeah. guy that's playing well. He could do it. Problem is, does he want to play in Philly? No. You could go to maybe... I mean, could Milwaukee afford him? I'd love to... Milwaukee would be the probably the other phenomenal It'd be spot. Fun, but I don't know. I, they win a chip with him. They, I that's, don't think he would do it either. Middleton, Giannis, and... Lillard would win a chip easily. I don't think he would do it. And I think it's the only one that makes sense with the personality he wants because they are winners. Because they're, they're homegrown. They're homegrown winners. That's yeah. what they want. And I think that's what he would fit in seamlessly, but the number one fit is still Miami, in my opinion. But the other one more interesting is James Harden. Where Who wants him right now? Nobody. I Portland. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what started the trend amongst NBA players. And I don't understand why they are so willing to sign these three, four-year contracts and then just immediately say, I want out. Yeah, the, I want the players have too much power. I think I think they're sh- they should be penalized for it, almost. This they're, is... they're, the the, the uh, commissioner said that you're going to have to start your stars more often. Yeah. You can't bench them both at the same time if you have more than one star on your team you know, for a game. Why not just say, if you're a star and you sign your contract, and let's say you sign a four-year, you have to play two. You have to before being traded. Unless unless it's between your team that makes a decision you can't request a trade your first two years. That's not crazy. I think it's got to be on a contract-to-contract basis. Oh. Almost like a no-trade clause. Yeah, no, for sure. But, it's most, but I'm talking about these players like, you know, Harden, KD... Who who signed these supermax yeah. deals and then just immediately say I want to go? But either way, it would have to come from the league because the teams have no power over players anymore. No, they just don't. All these players get no trade clauses. They get millions of dollars and then they just get to pick wherever they want to go. It sucks. It sucks as a fan because it's not. It makes free agency and all these trades feel ingenuine because they're just building super teams. And I also don't get why. Why does he want to leave Philly? Because it hasn't been successful. I mean, Joel Embiid takes the ball too much. I mean, he doesn't like the coaching. I mean, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. There's a million reasons. There's always a reason. He's just he's just. Yeah, that's this is what he does. Him and Kyrie, and even you could throw KD in the mix. You could throw every one of those Nets players in the mix. It's it's like the core three of honey babies, cancerous culture guys. And I think KD is a fringe guy on that because I think KD can fit in a lot of schemes and be unproblematic. K, I think well, and KD is also one who stuck it out with Brooklyn the longest. Yeah, and he's also the best player. Yeah, um, I, 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 it's just kind of more recency bias that it happened in the past season with yeah. him. But Harden, it's happened multiple times. I say Harden ends up on nowhere. I think he no, stays in Philly. He stays in Philly. Has to play with them. And I think he just sits there. And then they play out his contract. And I heard something where he could go to the Rockets. I've heard uh, I've heard Joel Embiid even trade rumors. Joel, uh, where do you go if you're Joel? I've heard him for Bam plus picks. Would you do it? I don't know. It really hurts my soul, but I think so. You have to, right? I think you have to. If you have a chance to get Joel Embiid on your team, especially if we can get Dame over there too, that's a super team. Easy, that's a super Dame, team. Dame, Jimmy, and Embiid, your best player is no longer 
unquestionably your best player. He's yeah. sometimes he's your, your best, best player in the playoffs, maybe. Lillard. Lillard is exactly. the best player in the playoffs when well, you think it about depends. it. He's the best player on the last shot of the game. He drops a lot. Of, did Clutch you see him bubbled Lillard, dude? Yeah, but he doesn't go anywhere in the playoffs. His team is always garbage, though. LeBron's carried bad teams. But not everyone has to be LeBron James. I understand. I the understand. second, but if, if not number one, the best. Are you comparing player. Damian Lillard to the second, if not greatest player in the game, saying you can't do that? You're not. We've a- seen Curry carry. Heck, we've practically uh, seen Jimmy carry. Well, you've seen, seen Jimmy, Jimmy carry. carry. Don't get me wrong. We've seen Jimmy drag that team through when Bam has been playing terrible. But don't get me wrong. So, so wait, Jimmy's run Jimmy was great, but you're anymore? comparing right now. You're comparing. Damian Lillard on a Portland Trailblazers team that doesn't pay their players, uh-huh. lets them go. Kind of a terrible organization. You're comparing his bringing them to the conference finals a couple times, getting them playoff wins. You're comparing that as he's not LeBron, who's the second best player of all no, time I'm at just worst, an example. and Steph Curry, who's a top 10 player of all time. And Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, who, don't get me wrong, phenomenal player, has earned himself into a What about Trey Young when they went to the, the conference championship? They went once. Fluky things happened. D- don't get me wrong, yeah. But he's Damian done it Lillard consistently. Has... He's done it consistently. Not really. What happened last season? Who was playing with him last season? Who was playing with Trey Young? Do you understand what you're saying? Come on, man. You're trying to say he's carried them so far... But then, but last year was the outlier where he couldn't last carry them Last year to the doesn't playoffs. matter. Yeah. yeah, last year doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Yes, he's carried them when they've had nobody in the past, but last year he couldn't carry Look them. Look at Giannis. He's carried that team. Middleton. Middleton was hurt. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a good Brooke player. Brooke Lopez. But they haven't always had him. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is a, an above average player. And I mean, don't get me started on Bobby Portis. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Spark plug. There's plenty of players that can carry. There's only five players on a court. There's plenty of players that can carry their team through deep playoff runs. To say that Jimmy is not on the same tier as uh, as uh, Dame, I never said that. I'm just saying he could be the better playoff team. I never, be. I never player. Sorry, I never said he was bona fide better. I'm just saying don't discredit I think him. The better playoff performer is Jimmy. Can we just say if they're well, you could say that you're a Heat fan, first of all. Also, he's... biased take. I'm sorry, how many times have Jimmy's Heat I'm not discrediting finals? Jimmy Butler. I'm he's just saying the there could be a shot. What, four years? I'm not discrediting Jimmy Butler. I'm saying there could be a shot. Also, he did miss the shot Three to tie it. Yeah. Against the Celtics, he did miss a shot in a clutch moment. But anyway, so, to put to put into perspective here, you in have... finals. Yeah. Still kills the inside, but they went to the finals next year, so you're fine. They... You look at it in this perspective of, like, Jimmy or Damian Lillard. I'm just saying, there is a shot that Damian Lillard, if they are team up in Miami, he could be the better playoff player than to come that postseason. He could be. I'm not saying it's going to okay, happen. So we've gotten I'm saying so, it's so possible. far off of this, but I would just also like to point this out. If Jimmy, Dame, and Joel do end up teaming up, you're going to have one horrible playoff performer and two of the best current ones. Yeah. Maybe of all time. It's going to be fun to watch. Steph and LeBron are the only ones I could say are just guaranteed better. Yeah. Giannis. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. I, I just don't think we've seen enough. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes Giannis. Giannis has lost the Heat twice. 
I think Giannis, yeah, sometimes Giannis. Sometimes. We're talking about, but you're you're upping your game in the playoffs. I don't think he, I don't know if he ups it. I think he's just consistently he's just the, the best. maybe the best player yeah. in the league. Yeah, he's just so far and away better than everyone else that it looks like he's better in the playoffs. But he's but just he's that just, good the yeah, entire he's time. Just, that's just him. Yeah. Like for people like Jimmy, there's an obvious uptick come playoff. And like like Dame, if if Lillard goes to the Heat, my opinion, I think it's guaranteed not guaranteed, but most likely finals. But if you get Lillard and Embiid, I don't see anyone beating you guys. The Suns are still good, but where's their bench? Who's on their bench? No one. Exactly. Well, we, we would have to trade the farm to get those two guys. He said. He said Bam and picks. Bam, Bam and picks. Bam and picks. And then we, who are we trading to Portland? We would have to trade Lowry. We'd have to trade Hero. We'd have to trade, I mean, everyone. We would have no bench. That's fair. We would be right there with them. I think you just have to choose between one or the other as a team. Fair. It's hard because do you? what carried us there last year was the depth. But then it comes down to you both have equally starting starting lineups, horrible benches. Who's a better coach? Spolstra. By far, Easy. so yeah, I think you guys are gonna fine, gonna be fine in that regard. I think the only, I think your biggest threat too would be the Nuggets because they're just all around a great team, like from top to bottom. Well, Jokic is just the best. And then Jokic could, yeah. So that's a problem. But anyway, I think we're gonna move on to the last segment. That is always our last segment. It is our locks and upsets of the week. So, do you guys want to know the current standings right now? Yes, please. Oh yeah. So right now for locks. Liam, you are 3-0 on your locks. You're the only undefeated at something. And it says your locks at 3-0. Rob, you are 2-1 with me. We're both 2-1 with our locks. Rob, you are leading the upsets, though, at 2-1. And, and me and Liam are both second at 1-2. So, what do we have for our locks this week? Who wants to go first? Um, before we start, I just want to say congratulations, Adam Wainwright, on career with 200. Oh, yeah, good for him. Good for something him. that a lot of, something that a, we probably won't see for a very long time from a starting pitcher, if ever again. It's just one of the best feats a starting pitcher can actually have. True. I do have my lock ready, though. I also have my lock ready. So, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off just I because I was already talking. I hope you don't take mine. I, I don't think I was going to take yours. But I was going to say that the Chargers are going to get their first win of the season over the Vikings this Sunday. Okay. Cowboys over the Cardinals. No explanation needed. Yep. Hammer it. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys over the Cardinals. I got. I go to uh, NCAA football. I got Duke 18 beating the 0-3 Connecticut Huskies. Love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That might be Hammer it. 50 inches. <laughs> Hammer it. It's negative twenty. They're gonna win. They predict that, that Duke will win by twenty-four points on the spread, 24. dude. That is terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. That's my lock. Zizum Crow. What are our upsets? My upset uh, is a playoff push, a Sunday night baseball upset, a team that I predicted. Is actually my one wrong upset. I think the San Francisco Giants will beat the Dodgers for Sunday Night Baseball and try and get that last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a three-game set. I think they're going to lose the first two games of that three-game set, but I think they're going to win the Sunday Night game. Thinking about two different ones, uh, 
I'm either thinking about Jets over Pats, or I'm thinking Titans over Browns. Pick one now. I go. think I'm going to go Titans over Browns. Yeah, Titans over they Browns. They got Deshaun Watson. They lost Nick Chubb. Are the Patriots favored? The Patriots are favored. Yeah. Wow. They're on two and they're one and one. Well, what? they play the Dolphins well and they play the Eagles well. Oh, that's the Jets fair. have no quarterback. They are. They do have the close. They have. Yeah, fair. Um, my upset of the week. Oof. See, I'm also between two. I'm wondering if the Broncos will defeat the Dolphins. I was looking at it, but I, I like the Dolphins when healthy. Yeah, dude, and and uh, see, that's such a tough one not to take. But I was also thinking about Justin Field. No, I'm kidding. I'd never do relax. That. <laughs> that's that. First of all, is absolutely wild of a take. Uh, I would never pick that one. But I think my upset of the week is going to be very interesting. I know I said that they're probably the biggest pretenders. But I also think the Mickey Mouse run ends here. I got the Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in a trap game. I think Baker, he's not done with his run. I think it will end. But first of all, can I just say I don't want it to end? Because it would be so cool if the Bucs go to the postseason. But I I don't think it will work out for long. But I think that the Bucs, and I'm not kidding, I think they blow out the Eagles. No, no. I think they dismantle. I think with that even Eagles, with the Eagles defense, that Eagles team, that Eagles defense. First of all, let Mac Jones cook, which is something that I don't know if Mac's getting good. But if Mac is what everyone thinks he is, you let Mac Jones cook with Kedrick Bourne. That is concerning. And by the way, mind that pick six. That was a terrible pass. By the way, it was bopped up by the receiver. You get rid of that play. Mac dismantled your defense. He, I don't think he got sacked until, like, the fourth quarter. So that is, with, by the way, only two starting offensive linemen. That is concerning. Right. And against the Vikings with a pedestrian offensive line, if the team forgot how to hold, if the team didn't forget how to hold a football, they come back and win. You know how many points they let up in the second half? It was a one-score game to end that blowout. They let them Justin come Jefferson all the way. the ball, they were winning the game. Exactly. So this has been a Mickey Mouse run. That defense has been underperforming and getting lucky. The only thing that has actually been working, and I will give him credit, is Jalen Hurts. He's the only one that's been working on that offense. A.J. Brown wants to, for some reason, yell at him while they're winning and up 2-0. That is concerning. Devontae Smith has been playing pretty good. He's I'll been give playing him, well. You can't yeah, he's been playing well. pretty good. I'm going to give him credit. Okay. Swift had a, he yeah. played well in Game 2. He, he didn't do nothing in Game 1. He was I mean, non-existent. One for two's not bad. Fair. fair. I said okay. But the run, but it's, the, it's the start, you know. You just got you got to build momentum. That's how the running backs work. I sometimes. think that the Eagles will put up like twenty points, but I, I think I don't Baker Cooks, who is covering Baker to Evans from the first two weeks, that's scary. And they also beat the Vikings, who barely lost to the Eagles. Barely, they barely. So you got to think they both beat them barely. Same team. And I'm saying, I think that this is a trap game. Monday night football, Baker in prime time. He's playing like he's cooking. So, we're just going to have to see what the standings look like next week. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. If this, if the, if the Philly wins and we start disappointing, <laughs> like, well, that ended. And the thing is that our podcast airs, we start recording the day after, too. So, I'm going to have to hang on that. But anyway, I would like to once again, as I always say... Thank you guys all for listening. I really always appreciate everyone that listens. We love you. And you can follow us at Deer Hollow Heroes. And you can also email us through DeerHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us. Let us know what you guys think. We love to interact with you guys. I want to do more what you say. 
Uh, and let us know what you think. Argue with us. Tell us we're dumb. I don't even care. And you can listen to us on most platforms where you get the podcast. Thank you, Liam and Rob, as always. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Good luck. Later, guys.